0: Something different we're doing today, we have like a little tag team here set up with our pastors, and we're each going to share a little bit, five minutes each, on uh, Father's Day, a couple of them went over, and uh, I was one of them, Uh, and we've got a little tag team here. Uh, Now, the ladies here, I think it was, what, Mother's Day, had these Mother's Day jokes. They were pathetic. They were pathetic. (laughs) They were pathetic. Say, I'm sorry, nice ladies, bad jokes. So I am not going to do a Father's Day joke. However, I decided, uh, or that is a, you know, a dad joke. I decided maybe to give you a fact, a biblical fact is good. Now everybody knows the story of Cain and Abel. But did you know that Cain could not have children, but his brother was Abel? Teach these ladies, I'll tell you. Well, praise the Lord. I just want to share a little bit today from my heart about fatherhood. And uh, the story that came to me, uh, I guess a lot of people don't here know who Phil Gento was. Anybody here remember Phil? Some do. Okay. Phil was a dear heart to me. Phil went home to be with the Lord. He was one of our elders many years ago. And uh, we used to call him a North Jersey Christian because he talked like this, you know. And uh, he did. He was actually one of the original Dupree's. Remember the musical group, the Dupree's? They had failed. Uh, uh, Phil went into the army, and Richie Dupree uh, reorganized the group and made a success out of it without Phil. Anyway, uh, so when my son was born, that's my point, back in 1990, I remember Phil came up to me and said, it's a privilege to raise a kid. Let me tell you what a privilege it is of God to watch a child grow up and walk with the Lord. It's just a privilege from the Lord. I never forgot that. It really did something to me and really stuck hard to me. Like, yeah. Yeah, Phil, you're right. Uh, he had three, three children. And uh, that's what I want to do today a little bit is talk about the privilege of being a father. And um, so to interpret Phil's statement very biblically, you probably know the scripture. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 from the Amplified Bible. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents even when he is old he will not depart from it how about that teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his talents and abilities so for me I I think biblically fathers have the privilege of being destiny makers for their children moms play a very important role but fathers have a God-given anointing to bring destiny At least the way it should be and um you know, parenting for us, you know, should not be a passive experience, just watching what this kid's gonna, go, gonna be in one day. That, that just shouldn't be. We should be providing a very active, very purposeful guidance from heaven in some capacity for our child's future that he would walk in or she would walk in. And fathers, I believe are anointed by God to be destiny makers. So the key here is discovering what uh, gifts and talents, abilities God has placed in your children. And then promote them all their life, and that I believe is the privilege and you can see what the Lord has placed in them, and you can be used of God to promote that, which we hope will end up serving the kingdom of God because that's what really matters. So to watch, right, to discover, and then to promote. Uh, so in the few little time I have left here, uh, my son's story. I only have you know, you know one child, and uh, when my son John was real little, I don't remember exactly how old he was. Uh, Rosemary and I were trying to remember if he was before two years old or just after two years old. Don't remember the time. But he was sitting on the floor playing with his toys, and he started singing to himself. Now, if you ever heard little kids sing, you kind (laughs) of, and your fingers go in your ears. They have a voice only a mother could love. But John shocked me. He was on key, stayed on key, and he ended on key. And Rosemary and I looked at each other, because we both played musical instruments, and we were like, did you just see what happened? Nobody taught him this. He has an inborn gift, not only to sing, but there's musical talents in him, obviously, placed by God. I was like so shocked. You hear these stories, and here I'm watching it in front of my eyes. So I kind of knew from uh, my, one of my jobs is to promote that. Somehow that John, I knew from the Lord, John had a future in that one day. I have no idea what that means, where it will go, but there was something from the Lord to promote. That's kind of like what the Lord had impressed upon me. So as he was growing up, I tried to promote it. He didn't always listen. Uh, we gave him singing lessons. That didn't work out. Uh, I tried to teach him guitar. That didn't work out. But he taught himself. Anyway, so my son today uh, is a worship leader at another church. And... For me, that's a blessing because he grew up in the way the Lord had anointed him to be in. And there's been prophetic words over his life from other uh, ministers of the gospel about a gift in him. And it's like, yes, that just confirms what we saw when he was very little. Uh, He has a career. He does IT work. He works for a bank. But I'm not really concerned that my son makes the right career decisions. I want him to make the right vision decisions. Making vision decisions for your life is far more important than career decisions. Amen. So, for me, that's what I want to share. That was the privilege I was given as a father to raise a son to uh, walk with the Lord in how he was anointed to do so. And I'm sure there's more coming that we still haven't seen yet. Praise the Lord. So, let's welcome Pastor Nate.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ralph. Good morning, church. I, uh, I just want to say that was a, a beautiful um, dad joke that we had there in the beginning. Wasn't that just, did that, did that, that, that leave your soul feeling just a little bit dry by chance? that it's, That's okay. You know, the art of the dad joke is a unique, it's a unique thing, right? Um, I found that I've come to the conclusion there's about three factors that really play into a, a good dad joke, okay? Uh, the first is that um, there has to be, it has to sound really profound up and until the punchline. Right, that's the first one, right? That's, that's requirement number one. The second one is that um, in order for a dad joke to be a really good dad joke, uh, it, has to, um, it has to have a like, delayed reaction, right? Like, it take, it has to, like you have to have like that half second pause after the punchline before you get it, right? And the third thing is that you, the, for a really good dad joke, it needs to, um, you, you can't know that you're being told a dad joke before you're being told a dad joke, right? And uh, I realize that you know a joke really becomes a dad joke when it becomes a parent. <laughs> thank you, thank you all right <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> please don't leave yet okay if you're watching online you don't please don't go away. We have so much good for you yet today um, but for, sincerely happy father 's Day um, everyone and Um, You know, we realize that, you know, today is a day of celebrating dads and celebrating fathers and father figures in our lives. Um, And I also want to just want to say, I I do genuinely, I recognize that sometimes Father's Day isn't always an easy day for some of us, right? Some of us um, maybe didn't have a good father figure in our lives or that we were maybe left with a father wound in life. Um, For other of us, we might even feel guilt um, being uh, uh, that maybe... Maybe you, at some point in life you were a father figure and you feel like maybe you didn't, you didn't do as well as you wished you could have. Listen, I just want to encourage you, wherever you're at this morning, you know, the word calls our heavenly father, it says that he is a good father, right? He is a good father. So whatever, wherever you're at today, whatever's gone on in life, whatever's going on, you know, in, in just your world, today is, is more about our heavenly father than it's about our earthly fathers or, or us being a father figure. Amen? Amen. Amen. So... I just want to share with you um, just a few things in my life. These are um, that permit me not to, to, to preach, right? I just want to share with you what the Lord is teaching me, right? I, I'm, I am going through just a, a unique experience being a um, first-time dad myself. Um, Noah's right over here. He's asleep, I think, at the moment. just that's holding him. Um, and he's nothing but cheeks. If you get a chance to see him, he's just got nothing but cheeks. and <laughs> it's, it's adorable. Um, and I feel like the Lord has just shown so much of his heart towards me, in my heart, towards my son, right? The things that I am learning about my son, there's so many moments I feel like the Lord just echoes that back, like you have no idea how that it is for, for me, like, like for our heavenly father, right? Uh, and so I just have a few things I wanted to share with you. The first uh, uh, one is that uh, I realized that, you know, Noah is four months old, right? He was born uh, February 11th. He has no concept, he has no grasp, he has no idea the depth of love that I have for him, right? The depth of love I have for my son. He's, he's only four months old. He doesn't have a, a foundation or a basis to really grasp the idea of how much I love him, right? Like his world exists in like, I like this, I don't like that, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't get the depth of it, right? And the thing is, I'm not expecting him to, right? I don't expect him to know that. It's my job to just love him, right? And I feel like so many times uh, I, I, I <laughs> I feel like the Lord has said, has shown to me, gosh, I will never know how much my heavenly father loves me. Right? Um, Romans 8 uh, says, for I am persuaded that neither life nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, or powers, or things present, or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other thing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, right? We'll never know the height nor depth of our heavenly father's love for us. The truth is as humans, as, as, as finite beings, we'll never be able to grasp the infinite love of our Heavenly Father, right? Amen. And thank God that He doesn't expect us to, right? He just, we just got to let Him love us. The second thing that I've realized is that, you know, sometimes Noah, he's, he's a really good baby. He's awesome. He doesn't like, he really doesn't fuss or cry or whine. But every now and again, you know, he doesn't, maybe doesn't feel so good or he gets like a little congested as babies do, right? And so we have this little device. I have it here with me. <laughs> this is... Listen, you have heard of the Ralph and the Rosemary Frida, right? You've heard of the John Frida. I want to introduce you to the nose Frida, okay? That's, that's legitimately what it's called, okay? Not a dad joke. It's honest. Um, and this is a little device, right? And when Gap and I were pregnant, we, um, somebody was showing us this, and I, I, I like was like, absolutely no way. I'm never going to use this, right? Now, every time he sniffles, I go running for it, right? But it's, it, listen, you want to talk about love, right? Like I, I, this end goes in your mouth. I won't give you a demonstration, okay? And this end goes in like into his nose and he just, it just, it all comes out, okay? There's a little filter, but it's not, it's not a great filter in there, okay? Just, just being real with you, right? Okay. <laughs> Can I tell you though? Let me tell you, let me tell you. He's, he's smart, right? He knows what this is. The moment this thing comes out, the look of betrayal comes across his face, right? We get like the, ah, father, how dare you, <laughs> right? Like he doesn't realize that like, and, and so many times he'll, he'll, he pulls back, he fights, he bats at it, right? And I, I try to tell him like, no, if you just let me help you, right? This will all be over and you're gonna feel so much better. Can I tell you? There I feel like I, hear, feel, I heard the Lord in my spirit the moment I said that, telling me, Nate, I say that to you all the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I do not want so many times the very things the Lord wants to help me with, right? I pray, Lord, if you would help me with X, Y, and Z, and God brings along the help, I'm like, no, not that, right? Oh, James uh, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4 says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. If not, the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and steadfastness, uh, let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, right? We got to let our heavenly father do his work in us, right? Because if we just let him do it, oh, it gets so much better, so much faster. Amen? And the third thing is, uh, you know, I was watching... Um, no, he was on his like little play gym and he has like his little favorite blue elephant toy that rattles and it's right there. Oh yeah, Ellie, right there. That's, that's the little toy Ellie. He was reaching for that, you know? And when he's on like his like doing like those little tummy time, you know? He, he's, I mean, he, he just, he works at it. You know what I mean? Like there's just great effort going into everything he's doing and he's reaching and he's kicking his legs and he's trying to get this thing and he's grunting and like he is, he's working, you know? He's putting effort in. And I remember I was looking at him, I was like, man, you're working so hard. No. And like I'm saying this to him. I'm like, look at you go. You're working so hard. I'm so proud of you. You know what I mean? And I had like this moment. And I realized that, you know, and I like I'm like like he's not even he doesn't care what I'm saying, to be fair. He's trying to get his elephant. But I'm like, I'm apologizing to him. So I'm like, well, you know, no, I'm proud of you no matter what you do. Right? If you get the toy or not, I'm proud of you. And I kind of had this realize, the realization, like, isn't all the things I do in my life? all the accomplishments I am reaching for and striving for and working so hard for and and just giving it my all to accomplish in life. At the end of the day, to our heavenly father who sits on the cosmos, who literally says that the, the universe is his footstool, right? Like to him, is it not the same as me just trying to reach for my favorite toy, right? Is it not the same level of effort to our infinite father? And yet we don't have to do anything or accomplish anything to have his love or his approval. Did you know that? Some of us, listen, if you're in the church long enough, you don't, we don't believe that. <laughs> Let's just be honest with ourselves. We, we lose believing that because we think that we have to do something to make our heavenly father proud, right? Because that's like human nature. But the reality is you look at um, every, every one of the gospels, Jesus, you look at every single one of them, read where Jesus is baptized. Before Jesus ever does a miracle, before anybody ever gets healed, before anybody, um, before he preaches a single message, before he he does anything, Jesus didn't do anything yet. It says that he was baptized, it says the, the heavens opened and there was a loud voice that proclaimed, this is my son in whom I am well pleased, right? Jesus didn't do anything, and this is the same Jesus, the same God, who said, listen, you think, and, and how much more so, <laughs> this sounds crazy, but how much more so for you and me? Because the Bible says that while we were still God's enemies, that Jesus came to die for us, right? That same Jesus, who God was proud of before he did a thing, sent allowed Jesus to go to the cross that you and I, while we were enemies, could be sons and daughters, you don't need to do a thing for God's love and approval. You're his son, you're his daughter. You have your heavenly father's love, amen? Amen. Amen. So thank you, church. Again, happy Father's Day. And with that, I'm gonna pass it off to Pastor James.
2: Thank you, Pastor Nate. I gotta up my sermon prop game. I didn't bring a snot sucker today to show everybody. I don't know how to go after that. I seriously, I do have some advice for you today. This is the best advice you're going to hear all week. So are you ready? Listen closely. This is this is golden here. This is words to live by. Don't buy anything with Velcro. It's a rip off. Thank you. What was my score on that one? 8.5. I gave you a 10. Nice. Well, happy Father's Day, everyone. I want to read a scripture from the Word in Proverbs, chapter 24, verse 30 through 32. The writer of Proverbs says this, By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to us, I pass by the field of a lazy one, and by the vineyard of a person lacking sense, and behold, it his vineyard was completely overgrown with weeds. Its surface was covered with weeds and its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, and this is where I'm headed with this, when I saw it, I reflected upon it. I looked and I received instruction. We need to understand something, that the opposite of this could be true just as well. Not just a lazy man or someone lacking sense, but if you went by the field of a wise person, you would a discerning person, a hardworking person, you would see that the vineyard was well-managed, that it was well-maintained, that it was flourishing, that it was abundant and fruitful. If we pay close attention, if we'll reflect and learn, then observation can be a master teacher, amen? See, wisdom is always calling through the examples of those around us. We've got great examples in our fathers. We've had some bad examples in our fathers but always know that the Lord wants to teach us something in every situation we can learn a lot from our dads even if we don't have a dad God's word reveals to us the father's heart and God's word is the father's love letter to us and it's full of things for us to observe And gain instruction and there's great examples of men of god and there's examples of men who did not follow after god yet we learn from them both now my father taught me like many of your fathers taught you through through the sit down and give you a lecture i'm going to tell you this son you need to remember this this will serve you well but it wasn't just the words it wasn't just those talks it was the fact that what he was saying was based on the way that he lived. What he was saying was based on the word of God. And so from his talking points and from me being able to live with them, he's gone home to be with the Lord now several years ago. But I observed the way that my dad took care of the vineyard of his life. Did you know your life is a vineyard? Your life is a stewardship opportunity. And so I want to share with you today some very Uh, I think deep impacting practical wise things that I've learned as I gained instruction from my dad Is that okay I learned that the Word of God is the final authority on every decision every question every challenge everything we will ever need the answers are in God's Word I learned that common sense isn't so common But if you embrace wisdom, you will be the uncommon one. You're gonna make mistakes in life. However, you must learn from them. You must try to never repeat them. See, the first mistake is sincere. The second time you make the same mistake, it's foolish. Work isn't a means to an end. It's part of the fabric of God's purpose for all creation. We were created to work. Would you work hard, man? You're fulfilling God's purpose. And for that, you'll never have to be ashamed. So whatever you set your hand to do, do that right. In fact, my dad said, son, do it right or don't do it at all. I learned from him that if you give, it will be given to you. I learned that a high work ethic is more valuable than the wage you earn. It's an identifier of your good character, and it will always speak on your behalf. You notice those that are hard workers, don't you? You notice those with the work ethic. When you find yourself, and he had several times in life where this was the case, when you find yourself not particularly satisfied with your present condition, find something anything to set your hand to do and do that in faith knowing that god rewards faith supported by corresponding action see if you end up being a a floor sweeper be the best floor sweeper there ever was and you won't be sweeping floors for long your words frame worlds so speak what you desire to create and be aware that what you are speaking is creating something in fact speak what God speaks and you'll do just fine vision he was such a visionary vision is vital to keep hope alive and vision isn't for those who only observe what can be seen but for those who see what others cannot see even before it comes to pass there's a story that talks about when walt disney world in orlando opened they opened the california one first but on its opening day walt disney had already passed away and he was his wife was there on that occasion and someone said to her i wish walt was here to see this to which his wife replied He did see it, that's why it's here. See, my dad taught me to see and to embrace vision, to see things before they come to pass. I learned from him that failure isn't fatal, it's formational. Just move ahead and dream again. And from my dad's favorite movie, It's a Wonderful Life, How many of you know that movie? If you haven't seen it, watch this Christmas. A man isn't a failure if he has friends. When you come to that realization, you'll realize this really is a wonderful life. Because of the foundation of Christ Jesus, my dad built his life upon. He demonstrated that to frame a vision for a truly wonderful life, you must find the one thing God has given to you the one thing he has created you to do then do that in a way that serves everyone around you and points them to Christ when you do that God's word and his principles they're going to be evident in you they're going to be evident through you and you can trust no matter what comes your way that this truth from Romans 8:28 is true for you and it says and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are the called according to his purpose for them.
0: Thank you, Pastor James. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, I don't look like Pastor Jim, but this would have been his spot right now. Uh, you know, I really appreciate all the uh, pastors, what they shared. Uh, so in bringing this to a close today for us, um, Pastor Nate had touched on the point, uh, it's good to mention today, that uh, Father's Day, unfortunately for so many people, can have painful memories as well. And uh, for some of them, they miss their dads that have left this world. I know my father's been gone 40 years. Um, wow, well, I wish he was here, but he's not. He has crossed over. And uh, others, you know, haven't seen their fathers in a very, very long time for, you know, various reasons. So that's really difficult. And then we have, of course, a really big issue in America, the issue of fatherlessness. It's uh, been a major problem since the 1960s and grows more and more, has affected generations, fatherless generations, is horrible. And of course, there are people that have very painful memories of fathers who have hurt them, Uh, you know, Men are very aware when they fail and it hurts them. Sometimes they can't put it into words. Uh, I found a very interesting scripture from Psalm 101, verse 2. But this is out of the Living Bible. It's a very unique translation. Psalm 101, verse 2. It's a man speaking, obviously. And it says, I will try to walk a blameless path, but how I need your help, especially in my own home where I long to act as I should. Wow, that definitely describes a lot of men on the difficulties they've struggled with in life. So I believe it's very important today that we do hold on to a truth that we have a true Father God. The Almighty God of the universe to the believer is Father God, or Abba, Father, like Daddy, as it says in the New Testament Greek. He's our perfect Father. He's the Father that will never fail us and could never fail us. You know unfortunately a lot of people have a difficulty of a conception of who god is because when you think of the concept of father if they didn't have a good image in life of what a father was it's very hard for them to relate to father god that's uh people who counsel addicts always have that as an issue addicts have a very difficulty a very difficult time relating to the name father and um very very common so but we have a father god that's perfect And that's the thing we need to always hold on to. We have a father God who wants to bless his children, knows how to care for his children. He has no grandchildren, only children. And he wants to do us no harm, but advance us. Sometimes very often things we wanted our fathers to be in life and weren't uh, try hard as they did. Uh, This one won't fail us. This one will always be there to advance his people. So for those today who might be hurting at Father's Day, or you know those that are hurting, let's keep our eyes on Father God. The believer needs to know we have Father God who can bring us a comfort that no man could ever bring us. And that's one of our jobs for you and me as we grow in the grace that's in Christ Jesus is to develop our relationship with Father God. I need his thoughts to fill my mind. I need his word to fill my mind. I need, uh, Uh, to know love through him. I can't know love unless Father God reveals to me his love, the Lord Jesus Christ. So these are things we need to dwell on and uh, hold on to ourselves real close. I'd like to close in prayer for you today. If you just bow your hearts for me on behalf of all the pastors here. Father God, we look to you today. We thank you for Jesus because he's brought us Father. And Father God, we just ask your blessings today on all these dads and granddads here, and even those who couldn't be with us today. Father God, we ask you that you would help us in our fathering, that Lord, we would uh, have wisdom given from you, Lord, to know how to be the men you have made us to be for our families, that we would walk in that, Father God. Show the Father's love as being fathers here, Lord, to our children and to the fatherless. I also ask, Father God, that you would bring comfort today to anyone that's hurting here, Father, in their souls, uh, to meet them in a deep and personal way that only you can. And we ask all this today, Father, in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen.